everyone, welcome to Pin the Q Podcast. We are Tom's River Fire Company number one in New Jersey, Ocean County. Uh, John Gonzalez. John Gonzalez. We call him Gonzo because it's affectionate to us, and that's how everyone knows him. Everyone who's watching right now, they all know you by Gonzo, right? I'm sure. I'm sure. That, that That's usually how it works. Pretty excited about episode four um, for a couple of reasons. One, of course, the most important reason is we got Gonzo in the, in the studio with us, and he has some good topics he wants to talk about and uh, some important things, so we're going to get into that. First episode, that's a sponsored episode. I'm honored. That, yeah, it's, so, so it's Eagle Emblems and Graphics. That's nice. Yes. So Eagle Emblems and Graphics, thank you very much for sponsoring the show. So let's get right into this. So Chief, why did you become a firefighter? Well, I got to start, Frank, you know, I'm I'm an ex-chief now. Oh. I, I got to gotta just give my disclaimers here. Okay, yes, yes, of that, course. You know, anything that I'm going to say today, I represent myself. Right. It's not speaking on behalf of any entity or agency. Okay. Uh, just so I don't get accused of violating a rule that I probably wrote years ago. <laughs> fair, fair, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> What made you become a firefighter and when did this all happen? So uh, I've joined uh, Fire Company 1 in Tom's River in um, January two, uh, 1991. Okay. Um, I came in initially actually as fire police. Oh. And uh, after a couple of months, I said, that's not really for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I was ready to uh, switch over and become a firefighter. But right. before joining, I really didn't know much about the fire service. Um, I was just out of out of high school. So first generation. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, I mean, I have a couple. I have a cousin that's uh, was in the fire service in the East Brunswick and was a chief and a commissioner. But okay. No, no, no close relatives um, right, right. in the fire service. Parents, anything like that. Brothers, sisters. Um, but out of out of high school, um, I had been friends with. Uh, John Genovese, who right. chief of company one for since like fourth grade. Yep. So uh, we, were, we were friends back back then, and um, his father was involved in Manchester at some time in the past, and um, uh, the, he lived by the fire police captain uh, Freddie Eppinger, who was around here for forever. Right, and right. Um, they were looking at the time for a fire police. So John's like, "Hey, you want to go join the fire company?" And you go direct traffic or something I'm like yeah that sounds like a, a cool <laughs> thing okay fine I, I didn't know any 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 better right, and, right, um, right. you know so uh, he joined a couple months before me because you had to be 18 so when I uh, turned 18 in, in, in November I put my application in. he had I think he just came on in November so it was it was January 91 when, when I came in and did the fireplace thing for for a couple years and you know, took Freddie's flare tossing and flashlight <laughs> tossing class. Um, but then, you know, more senior firefighters at the time right. said, you're a young kid. Why are, why are you fire police? You know, right, fire right. police was meant for some place for the old timers to go after they can't, you know, physically fight fire anymore. Right, right. You, you guys should be firefighters. So I said, okay. And, and that's pretty much what what happened we um you know my i gotta admit my mother wasn't necessarily thrilled okay she's like you're gonna be a firefighter what you're gonna go into buildings that are on fire that <laughs> doesn't sound like a good idea you're running right. in. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know we got over that and um i, I went to uh, that fall i was in the fall academy in uh in, in tom's river in, okay. in 91 much different academy then uh very different academy then right um yeah. 
uh, unlike the you know beautiful structures that's there now the yeah. classroom Taj, Taj facilities Mall. you know a, a great you know training facility the right, right. the new burn building the classrooms everything you know at the time when i went through it was there were two trailers that were put together the the floor kind of sagged right, in right. the in the middle and you'd never sneak up on anybody in there because every <laughs> you know step that you took the floor right. would would creak and um real real different times than right, right. than what we have now but you know i mean what the firefighters and tantra and even the the county companies that that use the facility i mean it's it's great advancement and right right you know benefit to oh, today's generation that to have that kind of you know facility training facility available that's absolutely that's good stuff incidentally i was there yesterday and uh, got an opportunity to train with those guys and uh some of the instructors you know were showing me around and, and uh, got to go in the burn room and stuff and just the like you'd said the advancement in that building you know second story you know it, it's pretty pretty squared away facility you know? yeah. so it's, it's good to see the progression from when we started you know yeah. when i went to academy in the 90s too and it was it was much different you know we used to go firehouse to firehouse to firehouse and we didn't have an academy you know, right, so was, yeah, the, the county yeah. used to travel around yep. the Yeah, the so you really didn't know where you're going until the instructors told you, that, oh, next week we're going, we're going to be in Weartown, and okay, then we're, now we're going to Bayhead, wherever we're going. <laughs> so you really kind of didn't know, but but yeah, it's definitely changed quite a bit from, from that. Yeah, good, a real good advancement, you know. I mean, right. the, the, well, the fire service has come so far along and, and using more science right, right. involved in firefighting techniques and and things like that and so the the training that's out there and the the things that they're um, instructing now is really you know impressive and the facilities they have to do it whether you're talking about here or even ocean and county academy right, you right. know i mean definitely that facility has come so far a long way too absolutely yeah and it's it's funny you know we're we're talking about moving up and things getting better so you were fire police which i didn't know till today it's pretty cool and then now you're a firefighter so how does it how's it come that you're now a lieutenant how'd that happen so it, it took a while I, i'm gonna say i i probably i didn't make to lieutenant until probably about 10 years um 10, 10 years in which wow i guess now it back then it really wasn't that much of a while right right but nowadays if you're not looking at becoming an officer after six, seven years, right. you're probably have no interest in, in being an officer. Just yeah. the way it, it seems to be. It's so funny because, you know, episode one, Roger, Rod Chief Roger Hall from Beachwood, he had said that was his frustration now that he doesn't see people wanting to advance and wanting to take that step to be lieutenant. So in 10 years, you, you wanted to become a lieutenant. You wanted to advance. So it's so much different than till now yeah nowadays i i see that a, a lot where right. i i don't know why it is or i i know times have changed and you know personal responsibilities changed and people will have to work multiple jobs and you right you, right you, you know i mean you gotta do more to to make a living so that could be part of it but th there seemed to used to be a lot more drive absolutely. and people just yeah absolutely people wanted it you know right nowadays people just seem to a lot of them just want to shy away from the 
responsibility that that comes along with it. Right. The the white shield on the helmet's kind of cool, but uh, a lot comes with it. A lot comes with it. Yep. Yep. So you uh, you were lieutenant and you enjoyed that, and then what was the next step? You became captain, right? Yep. So uh, I, I did um, I did two years as a second lieutenant, two as first lieutenant. Okay. Two as captain, two as assistant chief, and then then finally uh, company chief. Tell me what it was like to become chief of this company. It was great. It was, um, you know, it was quite an honor um, in the company since I was 18 and just growing up here and, right, and right. spending so much time and um, to finally reach the position of chief. It was, it was just really, um, it was special. It, it right. was, it was, it was good. Um, I also found out that um, being chief isn't necessarily as much fun as it sounds. <laughs> um, it, you know, uh, about 95% of the time, you're just dealing with some headache. Literally um, putting out fires. like no Yeah, problem. but not the fun kind. Right, exactly. Not, not the guy in the fire SUV. <laughs> I really want to be a firefighter so I can drive the fire SUV. Yep, that's a fire. Confirmed, <laughs> that is a fire. I guess we got to sit here and wait for the fire truck. So they can put some water on that because this is just the SUV. <laughs> Does not have a water hose. Those people are going to burn up until the fire truck gets here. It says, go put, hey, fireman, go put water on that fire. No, we're putting out the wrong kind of fires at, yeah. as a chief officer. Right, but, right. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't trade the experience. It was, it was great. And then uh, I was really fortunate after serving um, two years as chief of company one, um, a year later, I was appointed to uh, district chief for one one hundred. That's it. Right. What one, was that like? One one million, as some have said. <laughs> one 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 infinity and beyond. You know, <laughs> they've said it all. So, what was that like for you? It was great. Great. Great experience. Um, obviously, a, a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, you know. So instead for, of putting out fires in, in one company, you're worried about all four companies and <laughs> every everything that comes along with it. So if uh, maybe some of the viewers aren't familiar with, uh, you know, Tom's River's um, orientation, what, what is a, a district chief? So uh, the in, in Tom's River, there's, uh, there's two fire districts, and they each have a board of fire commissioners, um, District 1, District 2. In District 1, there's four companies, companies okay. 1, 2, Eastover, and Ocean Beach. Okay. Um, Pleasant Plains and Silverton are in District 2. Okay. Um, but District One has a position called District Chief, and it's appointed by the uh, the District One Fire Commissioners. Okay, and that's a how many year appointment? It varies from time to time, but okay. uh, I think it's a two year appointment right now. Okay, so what were your responsibilities as the District Chief? So uh, as District Chief, I would um, pretty much oversee any large scale incidents in in the district. Um, right. Be liaison. With the companies and the the commissioners, okay, would it be between the the chiefs, um, emergency management, right, right, things like that. So a lot going on with that, lot, that position. Yeah, oh yeah, a lot yeah. going on. Yeah. Uh, what, what happened to you then? Uh, I kind of stepped back for a while. Yeah, you know, there were there were some circumstances, you know, personal circumstances that we'll talk about later. That right, right. you know, it, that I actually stepped away from the uh, the fire service for for about a year and just recently came back well everyone's happy to see you back 
I'm certainly uh, glad. I don't to see know it. everybody, but <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about you know you becoming an officer, which is awesome, and then you become a chief, district chief. So let's tell me about your best experience so far, um, being a firefighter. What were your best experience? Doing the broadcast on Pin the Q. Oh well, thank you, uh, thank you. That's a great answer. I know it's not the truth, but <laughs> but it's a great answer. So my best experience, I I, I would say um, getting the opportunity to to be to be chief. Okay. Um, so many times in the in the fire service, from what I've seen in the past, in in my opinion, um, a lot of people make it to various leadership positions based on a popularity contest because in the volunteer service ultimately members of the fire company are going to vote for who they want their officers to be in the the right crowd you can get elected as long as you meet the minimum level of qualifications right right and and in my case what i kind of felt proud about is I think it went when I obtained the the positions I did I earned that and it wasn't just because in, in the popular right. crowd you know if you were going to vote for me to hold any office you knew that I was going to put my all into it I was going to do what I felt was best for whoever I was representing awesome so you know, whether, whether it be the company, whether it be the district, you know, I, I was going to do my best to look out for, for those interests and, and do the job, take it respond, you know, seriously, the responsibility and do what, what needs to be done. And, and that was coming, coming through the ranks. And when I was a chief, that was what I expected out of, out of my officers. It, right. You don't have to do the job, but if you commit to doing it, you're you need committed. to do it. Right, you're, right. You're, you're committed. The job needs to get done. It needs to get done right. I love to fool around and oh, joke yeah. around, as, as you know very yes, well. Yes. But in, in the same token, when we got to get something done, you got to do it. Right. So. Right. Well, that's. I think that's important um, all around. You know that that buy into the agency uh, objective, and you know when you have a chief like you, that's. You know, all business when it when it has to be all business. I mean, that's that's important. And uh, some individuals get elected to certain positions because of just what you said. I mean, let's face it; it's you know the good old boys club, or this this one's the coolest or the most popular. So let's vote them. But um, the fact that you're talking about getting your all position, all your positions based on merit, is extremely important. And that is something to be proud of and and to hold hold close to your best because um, unfortunately that isn't always the case. Yeah, it, it it's true, and ultimately, you need people that belong in leadership roles. Absolutely, that yeah. are you committed steer that to ship. doing the job. Yeah, you yeah. got to steer that ship. That's 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 for sure. What kind of um, what kind of culture change have you seen from when you started in '91? How is it different here? Well, first of all, you made made that sound like I'm really old. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, we're almost I, the same age. I, so. I know that, you know, 91 was a long time ago, yeah. but it doesn't seem that long. Well, and it's crazy 
you see kids in the firehouse. I'm like, oh, I wasn't even born in 91. <laughs> I'm like, that's great. I know. I know. I'm in the same boat <laughs> as you, man. I'm, uh, you know, I, it's funny, Roger, um, I always go back to him because he, he makes me, he makes me laugh, but here we are 30 years later. I can't even believe I'm saying that, you know, like to put that in perspective, 30 years ago, I started doing this stuff. That's insanity. Yeah. No, you, right? you know, I, I mean, it. We're the old guys now. Yeah, that, that is, uh, that's strange. Now, w- one of the things, at, at least in, in Company One, right? you know, I'm not an old guy. I, I might feel like an old guy a lot yeah. of times. But we have such tenured, you know, firefighters here. A lot of tradition right? in this company. A lot, lot, of, lot of tradition. We, right. You know, uh, like this thing. That's right. That's uh, 1898. Nice. I mean, I'll probably get in trouble for this, but I think Jake Newman... You know, he used to pull this thing to fires, <laughs> but but that's part of the part of the tradition that that we have, and right. and, and the old timers that we we had here. Um, you know, Jake, Dick Beck, sixty mm-hmm. year members. You wow. know, and yeah. until a couple of years ago, these guys were they were active. Right, they were riding on on the trucks. You know, they they were doing things. Um, and I was a junior guy on the. On the on the truck, you know, wow. a couple of years ago, right. and that happens around here. That a, a forty year member isn't totally uncommon. You know, we have quite a few that are are still active. You know, I, I mean, there's definitely a, a lot of history there, and and you know, you you raise a topic of of the youth and the resources that they have that they could tap into and yeah. talking to the old timers and. And unfortunately, I, I see a lot of it where today's younger generation firefighter just doesn't have the respect for mm-hmm. for the the service of the fire history. And, and I'm not going to, you know, bash the the kids. That's that's not what I'm what I'm getting at. Because right. um, I think the responsibility to make the new firefighter understand. And respect the tradition and the way the fire service works. That's on us. Is to educate them. That's on and, us. And, Absolutely. And if, if, I agree. If, if we don't do that, and you know, we let them get away with the nonsense that yeah. that goes on, that's that's on us as much as it is on them. They they don't know better. They're they're kids. They if they don't have the the mentorship and and, and leadership to you know lead them in the right direction you know what what do you expect them to do so you know, you know it's funny um thinking back about just what you said you know it's our, our responsibility in law enforcement they they uh, have like field training officer programs and they have coaching programs so like a new recruit comes at a department they're getting all kinds of one-on-one you know training before they even touch the street and I almost think that in, in the fire service, we, we really should. I mean, there are companies that are doing it. So if you're one of those companies, good for you. You're ahead of the time. But um, there are majority of the companies, I would say, that you come in, you're on probation. right? You're a probie. You get the probie shield, their responsibility to kind of show you around. But not everybody on that truck is going to do that. It, it's almost good to have designated firefighters saying, look, you're assigned to this kid. You're assigned to that girl. You're assigned to that guy. And... You stay with them and you mentor them and any questions they have, they go to you. So at least there's something um, of some type of footprint, you know. Yeah, I've seen that work and I've seen that 
not work at, at different times. And right. I think that's something that our, our current officers um, now have implemented. You know, fortunately, over the, the past year or so, there's maybe two years, there's been an influx of a lot of new new firefighters, yeah, which, yeah. which is a great thing. You know, Absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, you definitely need that. You know, yeah. Firefighting's a, a young person's game, right? <laughs> as I'm learning. <laughs> as, as, I'm, uh, as, I'm, as I'm learning, yeah. I mean, I'd like to think I'm still, uh, I can definitely still hang with the, with the young guys. I know you mm-hmm. can too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as long as we keep telling ourselves that, that's, we're, we're gonna—that's <laughs> right. We're gonna be good. But you know, one one of the things when, when I think about it too is you, you look at the requirements that at, at least I I can speak from what the requirements were in, in Tomford uh, to be an officer. Right. The right. the schooling oh. uh, has just yeah, it's, gotten it. But you know, I, I mean, I understand. I under it. I understand too. Right. You, you know, I mean, there's no difference from a liability standpoint if you're a volunteer company or mm-hmm. you're a paid company and you're absolutely. making the same decisions and absolutely so i get it I, I i know you have to do it one of the things or not a big thing that's not included in the actual training is leadership mm-hmm. and how to deal with people and i i think a lot of times some great tactical you know minds and you know fire officers they just have no people skills <laughs> and, and, and you know not we all know them but right and everybody right every department has them just, absolutely just change the name change the but patch. It, it, right. it's all the same right. but what have we really done as a fire service to try to impart and, and you know, educate ourselves on on being an effective leader, and, and that's one of one of the things that I think hurts us when we've been in our position for so long and right. we know what we're doing, right. and then we think now we're officers that other we can bring people along to do the same thing, and if we don't know how to deal with people and motivate people right. to want to do it, right. I mean. Remember that we're talking about volunteer fire service here. Right. There's no paycheck. Right. It, right, it, right. You know, this this isn't your quote unquote job. It, you know, this isn't going to support a family. This is something that you're doing above and beyond everything you need to survive. Right. It, if if there's not motivation to do it, well, then why are you going to do it? You, you know. So right. I, I think it's really important that that we try to include more leadership skills into the training that that we require for fire officers. Because in my opinion, it's almost as important or just as important as the the tactics and, and oh, that knowledge absolutely. That, that we yeah. require. And, and that's a, you know, Chief, that's a great point because I, to date, um, I don't know of any outside of um you know conferences and lectures and, and that's that's a good point and that's definitely something that uh i think companies should look into um because not anybody can just move into a leadership role and be a you know a good leader you know we need to understand emotional intelligence right. and understand how to get through to you know the the people the firefighters the other officers and, and 
they need to believe that you know their leadership cares about them right you know so i mean that's just something well the the days of you know do this why well because i told you to do it that's why i mean you know let's let's face it those days are a little different now and it's it's you know this generation coming in and and, um they they want to know what's going on and before they're doing this they want to know what what's going to happen before it yep it's definitely definitely training right you know without a doubt yeah, that's you know it's 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 funny you bring that up because that's that's certainly a you know that's a good point. We talked about culture. Um, what about your worst experience in the fire service and uh, to date? Well, I've seen a lot, done a, done a lot in the in the fire service. Been involved in a lot of you know large scale incidents, tragedies, loss of life, things things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I would say the worst experience um, came a couple of years ago, and it was, you know, the, with the passing of uh, Chief Genevieve, Genevieve's uh, daughter, uh, Jessica. Um, she was my uh, goddaughter, um, and that was, you know, two years ago, November 5th, so just last, last Monday. Um, but... It was a week to 10 days after, and there was that memorial service in... In Beechwood, yeah. In Beechwood, yeah. you know, behind the, the um, middle school. And I had to, you know, officiate that and, and be the MC And just, you know, that was, you know, I would say my worst experience in the fire service. And, and after that event I, I didn't put my uniform on for a good 18 months after that you know if if I went to a viewing or for you know somebody in the fire service it was you know civilian attire you know so I'd say that was the worst terrible situation and uh you know being your goddaughter and your you know your good friend your brother firefighter and and, uh, and dear friend um that's a tough one so you know how do you how do you transition back it's yeah, well, you know, I, I mean, for me, while maybe my full level of dedication to the fire service, you know, wasn't there anymore, I didn't really feel that it was time for me to be completely done either. So, you know, I decided to, to come back and, you know, ease my way into it, you know, but I don't have any uh, aspirations for... Uh, you know, leadership positions or anything now, but, you know, I just, I didn't feel I was personally done yet. You know, it's gotta be, uh, gotta be resilient, you know, when it, when it comes to, to tragedy. Um, you know, I, I, it affected, um, you know, the way I looked at things and, and my family life a lot. You know, I thought about how many times, you know, I missed out on, events that that my uh, my daughters were were doing and you know the the time that I spent away from my family doing things at the firehouse and meetings that I was attending and you know whatever the case may be and it just kind of gives you a new perspective of what's important and right, and whatnot. right. So. that uh, that experience you had must must be terrible and 
it was so difficult for me to just talk to John on the phone because I didn't know what to say, you know, and, and John's a friend of mine. And the hardest part for me was, and having two daughters myself, was trying to put myself in his position. And I couldn't even imagine um, being there, you being the godfather. I, I, and I, I know, the, you know the people I've spoken to are very happy to see you back. So, I, you know, I, I, I applaud you for being able to, to come back. And you just recently had a, a scare with your daughter, correct? Yeah, my, my, my youngest, who actually is only nine days apart from, uh, from Jesse. Yeah, she, she had some health issues and was out in, in CHOP for, for a week over the, over the summer having brain surgery. So fortunately, everything came out Thank great God. and she's doing great. But So the very place you were. No, no. Make it even actually more ironic. I was out there last Monday. We had a, a follow-up. Well, last Monday was oh, two man. years to the date that Jesse passed in the same building. So, yeah, but that's uh, that's tough. I mean, that's I'm I'm very very glad to hear that she's okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's working out. I know John certainly appreciates uh, you coming on the show and and being able to talk about this. And uh, I was in the field that day at the uh, memorial. That was tough. That was a tough day. T- that was a tough day. So, um, and the fact that, you know, you said you uh, had to run that, but I think it was good because it kept you doing something. It kept you, you know, not thinking about that at the moment. You you had so much to do that day, get everyone set up logistically um, for the fire department, Tom's River. So, and it was it was awesome. There's so many people there, and that that was a tough, you know, tough thing to to watch the amount of people coming and you know. The more people that comes, the harder it is to, to, to see it and, you know, experience it all. Yeah, de- definitely. You know, but, you know, people, people were there, uh, you know, giving the, the Genovese family, you know, support, which I think is really nice, too. So it's good. Th- that's the, for, for me. It's the brotherhood. I was just going to say that. That is the best thing that we got going for us, right? If we, if we screw things up, we do. But the one thing we definitely got figured out is that. You know, you you pick up the phone, you call one of your brothers. They could be so pissed off at you one day, and it doesn't matter. They're they're coming, they're coming for you. Yeah, you know? it, it it really is. It, it's a family, yeah. and like a lot of families, oftentimes very dysfunctional. But <laughs> <laughs> when it comes down to it, yeah, you, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, you know, people are people will be there for you, and yeah. and, and that's something that I think in a lot of occupations professions you don't really have right you know the 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 family that the fire service is i mean even if you you think back to hurricane sandy oh yeah you you think about the the mutual aid that came into this town this county right and the willingness to of people just you know other firefighters from around the country are just come and lend a hand you know right, right whether it was helping gut somebody's another firefighters you know water damaged house or right. whatever you know donations supplies whatever they could do i mean and, and that's that's part of what the fire service is and right you know that that's something that i think you know a, a lot of the younger generation just doesn't understand but we got to teach it to them worst call worst call well, I, I guess we're coming up uh, 
coming up on a, another anniversary of it, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking Somebody about. You know well, you know, Thanksgiving morning, 2010, right? Coming up on eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, three o'clock in the morning or so, call for accident, vehicle fire uh, on the parkway. Um, I was assistant chief at, at the time. You know, get up on the parkway and the trucks overturned up against a tree, flames shooting 20, 30 feet. You knew it wasn't wasn't going to be good if anybody was still yeah. still in the Jeep. And, you know, as the call developed, you know, we there was suspicion of who it might have might have been. And, you know, as the call developed, it was, you know, confirmed. And as, you know, Officer Jay Marles out, mm-hmm. out of um, yeah. Ocean Gate and um, that's a rough one. That's you know, every every Thanksgiving you yeah just you know think about that. I appreciate your efforts that day. I know everyone did what they could. It was a tough blow for a lot of people and and for the emergency services you know community because unfortunately um, it, it usually takes a tragedy for everyone to to come together, but that was one of those incidents where everyone came together. Yeah. You know, and it didn't matter what your patch said. All the egos were checked at the door. Everyone came together for each other and uh, fire, police, EMS. Um, just an outpouring of support you know, for, for that officer and stuff. And Ocean County is known for uh, being a pretty tight-knit uh, area, and everyone really does try hard to, to work together. Everyone fights, and, they you know, we have our things. But at the end of the day, I think everyone does their best to, to keep it together and, and remain a, a unit, you know. Um, there's a lot of buy-in to that, I think. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that, you know. When, when it when it matters, everybody can come together. You yeah, know, it, for, for all the, the bickering that, you know, on a daily basis and... You know, I mean, I think that's that's a lot of posturing and, yep. you know, ego issues. But oh, yeah. when, when it really comes down to it, you know, I, I think pretty much everybody's got each other's back. And this is, this is you know, this is that type of, uh, you know, alpha male environment. You know, everyone, you know, for the most part, most people that get into this uh, police firing mess, they all have that strong personality as it is, um, which is good sometimes. Uh, and sometimes not not so <laughs> not so good. Um, so you know, when speaking about um, you know Jay's Jay's death, um, uh, let's talk about some family sacrifice, right? What 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 kind of sacrifice can you talk about as far as family goes? Time, right? Time right. time time away um, from from the family. So you know, my my wife Stacy has you know been great. Um, you know, very supportive, tolerated the nonsense of me being out, you know, four nights a week for, for something and, right. you know, um, not being at different events for my daughters because I was doing something at, at the firehouse, th- things like that. Um, a lot of stress on, on, on a family unit. Yeah, I, I think it's something that you need to be mindful of and and talk about with with the family um you know there was a lot of times that i didn't really take into account how my 
doing things with the fire department was impacting my family. So I think I think that's something that's you know important to to realize that and address it openly. Um, yeah. it, the reason I addressed it was you know after after the the tragedy with Jesse. I mean, other than that, I would have probably still kept on going out missing a beat you, right, you know but right. some, sometimes you know if you can um, reevaluate things without having that tragedy happen right. first I, I think you're, you're a lot better off and you know just realize you know how much of a sacrifice our our family makes for what we do right and it's a tough balance because um it's almost you have two loves, right? You, know, you have your family, and then the love for the fire service. So it's it's a it's, like you said, it's a very difficult balance. But I think it's one we need to recognize because you're right. It shouldn't take a tragedy for us to have to reevaluate how we're how we're doing things. What was it that got you back? Was it all the guys at the firehouse talking about you know missing your cooking? <laughs> because I know that's what you're known for is your cooking. That that's right. You know that's. You didn't Chief, bring... they take away the eye, and then I become chef. That's it, you know. So, <laughs> chef gone. I don't. You didn't bring anything. No, I, I, I did. Yeah, I thought maybe you would have brought something, but you didn't. No. The, the so, way I understood these podcast things work, the host is actually supposed to bring something, <laughs> especially when they're sponsored. You, you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, I don't like. I don't know that I would want that. I don't but... like meatloaf. That's why I figured I'll bring it. And you can eat it, and I can watch. <laughs> so. It wasn't the cooking then, so what was it? I left not necessarily on my terms. You know, I left, and, you know, at the time I felt that's what I just had to do and, you know, kind of refocus what was important and, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, I I thought about it and said, yeah, I don't really feel like I'm totally... Done, done with right. with the fire service yet you know and and when my daughter was going through the issues um you know over over the summer people in the fire service were were there for me and were really you know supportive so a combination of things i just i wasn't ready to to totally hang up and and how much of uh, the support from your family um, goes into this oh you know tremendous amount and you know they're very supportive with with me coming back awesome yeah was it was within reason you know right (laughs) i show up with a red truck in the driveway there's going to be some problems i'm I'm sure but so so that was my next question is what's in store for gonzo i don't know that i i um yeah i i I never uh you know taken you never say always or never right right right, exactly yeah like i said for for the time being i i don't you're happy with the black shield that that's it, you know. Okay. I'm happy of coming around when I when I can, and uh, you know, just being a part of the part of the family. So you getting in the seat, or are you are you in your chauffeur? What are you doing? Uh, a little of everything. Well, a little of everything. All depends. <laughs> a la carte. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So I appreciate you coming on, and if you could talk about um, if if you could change something now, right? And uh, I said to you, hey, Gonzo, what could you, what do you want to change? What could you change if you had the ability? What would it be in the fire service? I don't know that change is is the word. 
I think I'd like to restore a little more of the tradition and respect for that tradition. Right, right. Um, it, you know I love that answer. That, I, I know. That's why I gave it to you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you right. had me here because you knew I'd tell you what you wanted to hear. <laughs> that's not but, true. If there's anybody that is going to say no and call bullshit on something, it's you. That's not, what I like. Not me. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, for example, a month or two ago, um, Fireman Don, Don Strunk from, from Eastover. Right. Charter member passed away yeah, 60 plus active years wow. of, of service right at at the viewing from from our company there was a, like a three to one ratio of white hats to blue hats it's not good. back back when i was you know now i really sound up talking I'm, about back when i was i know a kid, right i know it sounds horrible it, but it's reality but i went to more viewings for people that I didn't know anything about, they were an ex-chief or they were a life member. And I'm not talking about from my own company. I'm right. talking about from the town or right. even, you know, some of the neighboring county companies. Right. I mean, you just went. There, yeah. was, there was, you know, going to be a viewing and fireman service at this time on this date. And you were going to show up at your station in Class A uniform. Mm-hmm. You just did it. Right. It was, you know, and you were expected to. It was, it was just what you did. It was the right thing to do. And so that's something that, you know, I, I think is is lacking that I'd I'd like to see change. Just more emphasis. back together. Yeah, and, and you know, respecting for the the fire service and. And the people that have come before you. Oh, yeah. That is so important. Tell me about that picture. That's... You're really going to do that to me? <laughs> well, I can let you look at it. <laughs> you want to look at it? <laughs> so, no, that, that, that's a, a picture of, you know, the some of the founding members of, right, right. of this company. Right. And, and that's, that's exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah. you know, to have to harness that tradition and hold on to, to that and what that's all about their sacrifices and just like you said with your family those those guys had the same sacrifices with their family mm -hmm. and you're talking about the guy from Eastover with 60 years think about his sacrifices that his family went through and, and all that he had to put away to come here and think about how many parties you've missed you know events you've missed you know, school events everything because of you know the bell rings you go yeah it's just the way that's it just what we do you know, so um, how how many holiday meals? You know, yeah, right. Had a couple car dealers go on Christmas. Oh, that's right. right. That's <laughs> you, you that's know, right. Spend you know full days that you're out on you know fighting fires on holidays. Yeah, you know. Yep. The 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 tough things. Uh, I know we spoke about um, uh, a crash that you went to and uh, you experienced. Tell me a little bit about that. It was kind of a, a turning point. I would I would say or where the rubber meets the road or, right, or something right. like that. But so I was a second lieutenant and um, there was a, a nasty, nasty crash on, um, on Cedar Grove, right in front of the elementary school that, um, you know, there was one fatality, a driver was, you know, DOA and um, passenger was 
it was trapped in there really, really good. You know, I'd taken down a tree, the tree came down on top of the, the truck and was really, really pinned, um, you know, big time. Lived around the corner, so. Right. I was on the, on the first due piece, you know, we, uh, we get there and, and we're, we're working, not making any, any progress. And um, during the call, we learned that the, the patient we were trying to, trying to get out was the son of an EMS legend in, you know, Oh, yeah. Tom's River and yeah. Ocean County. Yeah. And it, it was really frustrating. And um, after that, I mean, we, we worked and worked and it, it must have been going for over an hour. Uh, eventually, um, they brought in Pleasant Plains, um, you know, for relief. And, right. and, and, and they wound up getting them out um, eventually. But... Just after that call, I, I was so disappointed in, you know, myself that, hey, wait, you know, this was my, my crew, you know, you know, we, we were supposed to go there and go do the extrication and right. like, like we always have done, and the fact that, it, you know, that I, I felt personal failure as a leader of not being able to accomplish our mission objectives and I I had really considered you know after that call getting out of being an officer and really and, and not doing it yeah I, I had thought about stepping down I, I you know it, it bothered me that you know that the failure of you know being able to you know get it done and not from a ego standpoint right, right. Or, or anything like that it was just you know it, it made me question my abilities and you know should I really be in that kind of leadership p- position so um, I'm glad you stuck it out because what a good decision that yeah, was I, I guess right it, yeah. it, it seemed to seem to work out uh, and, okay and, and the end result is end result is, he's is alive great. and well today alive and well today and, doing well you know, saw him last week at the Halloween parade and he's yeah do, doing real well but. that's good yeah, that's good. And and uh, if you're not familiar with Tom's River, um, they are known, especially this company, um, for your extrication. I mean, you've guys been doing it forever. Yeah, I mean, Com- Company One was was the first way back in the day. Uh, right. Bob Salters. Bob Salters. Teaching, yep. With you know, uh, air with chisels. Air chisels. Air right? chisels. Yep. And then the first Hearst tool that you know you need two guys to hold up. It weighed like six thousand pounds. <laughs> But yeah, um, and I'm familiar with your Rescue 61 down there. It's got every kind of homotrol tool you can think of. I mean, you have them on each side of the truck, on the back of the truck. I mean, it, it, you know, you guys do a really good job um, on on these pins. So for you to, it honestly gave me chills thinking when you were telling me that story because if you're saying that we we were really having a tough time getting this patient out, it, it, I'm thinking this is. It's a really bad situation because if you're having t- trouble getting someone out, that's bad. Yeah, no, you know, it, they're it, really in there. Yeah, with, without a doubt. Chief, I appreciate you coming out. Once chief, always a chief. So I'm going to call you chief, <laughs> even though you keep yelling at me and telling you're not chief anymore. Um, I really appreciate you coming onto the show. Yeah, thanks. For, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was it was fun to catch up again and uh, and and um, 
and talk about stuff and I'm glad to see you're back you know I think Thanks. it's important that you come back and uh, you know and, and I think John also um, Genevieve's also appreciates that see you back um, doing what you love you know and uh, I, I know I know that that he's happy to, that you're back so you, when are you gonna have him on and, uh, and got, bring him back you gotta talk to him you gotta work some of that Francois magic <laughs> I knew it was coming so yeah I, I was so good yeah you, know, you, you didn't whole, do it all you did the whole the whole podcast without calling right. Francois no Francois to... in there <laughs> it's okay maybe a Frankie here or there it's, but it's that's all, it yeah it's it's all love though I like it <laughs> So again, thanks for coming on the cheat on the show, Chief. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And again, your first episode's is first sponsored episode. That's right. So. And and after this episode, I mean, they're going to be banging down your door sponsorship off. Yeah. Um, I remember again. This is a, a episode is sponsored for the very first time with Eagles Emblems and Graphics. So I appreciate that very much. Uh, awesome guy, Sally's Aces. Uh, he wanted to be part of this, so thank you very much. Don't forget, um, we are on Instagram facebook and also of course this youtube channel make sure you're subscribed if you haven't done so already um website also www.pindq.com um thanks again talk to you soon take care